Hey guys, Tom here from the future. Due to some really interesting technical problems on the recording with Andy this week, it was a really weird audio problem with Zoom where the recording that saved changed tempo in the middle of it and so Andy speaks like this and then he goes like this for a while and then it grows again. It's really irritating, but I think I've still got a good conversation out of it. How, how was the week? Very interesting, very, very interesting. So, got some videos done or whatever, the video on building the table. Oh yeah, I know, right? That's a lot of... I, I expected it to be more... What's the word for it? Like, I expected it to be more modular at the end, like, so you could put it away, but maybe... um. You kind of can. The Like, all of the center bits are all not glued down. Yeah. The whole staircase section isn't glued down. Yeah. And there's two full tiles which come out of that board if you want to do, like, other bespoke tiles. So let's say you wanted to do a mission which had, like, a medical center. You could do a mm-hmm. tile which just had, like, a medical center on it and plop it in and pull it out and stuff. Um, also, or stuff like that. It's... It's really cool. Um, but no, as a whole thing, it's like a, the whole L is a solid piece. That ain't thing coming apart kind of thing. So yeah, I haven't quite thought about the storing it bit yet. Yeah. How, how big is the is the breadboard? Uh, it's like two and a half feet by like one and a half feet. Oh, nice. So it's just about big enough for uh, Necromunda or yeah, yeah, like if you want to just, just do a little bit of fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's probably two thirds the size of a Necromunda table. Um, kind of thing so it's a little small but it's going to be great for um, like small skirmishes and like most of my job like for owning that thing the majority of things it will be used for will be for taking photographs in it and having a big beautiful L to break up the backdrop so you can take like, those nice photos you know what I mean as soon as I saw the video I was thinking of every photo I take I take my Warhammer Underworlds boards and just yeah, like put yeah. them up around it so this is like the professional that. version of that right yeah yeah, it's like it's just like that on crack. But I do the same thing. I use I have like stacks of the the boards I took from every game of Kill Team and like all of those boards, and I use the same thing. I put them on that angle and take photographs with them because they stand by themselves. It's they're great. Yeah, it's been one of them weeks. It's really just one of them weeks. I just don't know. I'm I'm absolutely zero hobby motivation from my side this week. I haven't done a thing, and I think it's because I don't have a deadline. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. And I guess you can't really speak to that because you only have deadlines, right? Every day is a deadline. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every day. Like I paid Skull Taker today for a video while I'm away. Yep. And uh, I started doing a video on the stripping material from Green Stuff World, the paint remover. Oh, yeah. Is it good? Yes. Um, I wasn't even expecting it to be this bloody good. It's very good. It's really good. It's that whole thing, though. Like, what? Like, it, I don't know how I don't know how it works. I'm still confused. I said, like, I got a random, I don't know where I talked about this last week or whatever, but I did a video for print because they sent me two batches of stuff. They sent me the dipping inks and then the paint remover. Yep. So I'm doing a second video now on this second thing they sent me. But I think they watched the other video finally and then an order just generated. Oh, wow. And there's being run on ship that I don't know what the fuck's in. <laughs> they just decided to just whatever. I don't know why, but I'm so confused. So I talked to the video, I was like, I really wish I had the other 12, or I said, I'll be picking up the other 12, the other half yes. of them, because I really enjoy them. And then I talked about the fact that when I do a review for something, I like to stick to one brand. 
So yep. I layer up models in that and I talk about like, I wish I'd had some paint, some green silver paints to layer up over the dipping inks and I don't have access to them anymore at the moment. I don't have any. And then, so the only thing I can think of is they're either sending me the rest of the dipping inks or a stack of their paints. But like the box they sent me, which had 12 dipping inks mm-hmm. and the paint remover was 1.2 kilos. Wow. And this box is 1.7 kilos they're sending me. So it's more than whatever they sent me before. So yeah. what it is. Well, let's hope it's something good. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're an unbelievable company. I don't understand yeah, how they... I mean, new releases every week. Every week and every single week I want to buy something. They went through yeah. a period of water transfers. Yeah. And it's everything from... Graffiti to... Yeah. Yeah. And like 1950s kind of um, cinema posters, but fake oh. films. Just in just unbelievable stuff. I'm actually... I was going to open the website and like talk through, but I'm not going to touch it because it would be... Yeah. I'll be here for an hour going, oh, Andy, look at this and just send you a link. Yeah. And, <laughs> okay. What I really want to talk about today would be the fire raptor so i guess if you just want to talk me through everything i know i know it's not actually an ebay find this was something that was gifted to you while someone was moving yeah um yeah so talk me through the process talk me through other than oh i i make videos for a living and i need to make a video what was the thought process behind this so the the thought process behind it was and it was something that was gifted to me um shout out to person x i don't know people people i'm kind of weird when i talk about people who i know online i don't know whether they want their name spoken so i tend to not say it but if that person is listening thank you very much still for the amazing gift that was the fire raptor that yeah he could not bring with him as he emigrated to a different country but yeah he had this um this fire raptor and it was not for the horse heresy it was for his uh a space brain chapter, which was based on some books that he was writing that he still hasn't released. And stuff. Like it was kind of a wibbly idea for stuff. Um, so then like a bizarre kind of color scheme came out of it with the pinks and stuff. I don't know whether it was supposed to be like Emperor's Children's style thing. I think it just suited the pink um, yep. of like his storytelling. Um, and I don't think he did an awful lot of work with it. I think the model was sprayed black. Yep. There was some light pink airbrush work. And then there was the stencils put on and then he airbrushed the stencil, obviously. And that's where the problems I had came in because basically basically filled in the, I think he oversprayed the stencil. So when you remove the stencils, you could like, if you rubbed your thumb across, it wasn't smooth. You could feel where all the stencils, you could read the stencil braille if you wanted to kind of thing. Yeah. And Um, your dry brush technique obviously doesn't work with that at all because it would just re-highlight that stencil, right? Yeah. It would scream it out at you. Um, So that was the bit that I had to obviously remove. I wasn't going to strip paint off everything because it was a layer of black spray and a layer of airbrushing which was so thin that i didn't need to but like i said i had to get rid of the stencil stuff so once again i went to my normal stripping material and a toothbrush and i just kind of scrubbed just those areas but like the more i kind of scrubbed bits off and the more i was like trying to scrape up mole lines that he kind of missed the more like gaps that i spotted and the more kind of weird bits i spot and like bits started to snap off not like 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 snap it in break but like connection points like bad glue like fins started to come off and i was like yep okay that's it i'm just gonna pull this apart as much as i can so I took all the fins off as i could and like tried to move the landing gear i would have preferred the landing gear up but they were glued solid so I just left them um and then like i saw the like whole body of it and you could see the gap where the like forge world resin slapped onto the plastic and there was a big yep. gap in that and so i just started running scalpels along those lines and separating all of the, the parts and um, so they could kind of fill it with fresh glue and then i use zip ties to um 
force it all back together and hold it in one place. Um, I mean, it was an absolute effort to repair. Um, and it's the kind of thing where he gave this to me a few years ago now, and it has sat on my shelf doing note yep. until then. So it was always this niggly thing, like, I don't know what's going to happen with you. And until, like, that was always destined to be an Imperial Fist Flyer. And even, like, up until the point where I had sprayed the model black again, yep. it was going to be an Imperial Fist thing. I've just got it on here in the background because I, I quite look, I like looking at what you're talking about while you're talking about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great piece where you're kind of up by the pilot. You're just kind of seeing how attached the resin is to the plastic. Yeah. And you kind of brush your thumb over the little thruster and it just comes off in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, it's brilliant. Like, I don't know if you've done that with that previously, but you literally just touch it and then it just falls off and you're like, oh, nice. That's clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this, this, is, this is helpful, I guess. I can get it at these nicks and crannies now, I guess. Um. But yeah, but sorry. I, um, it was going to be going to be Imperial Fists all the way. Yeah, yeah. It was going to be Imperial Fists and Imperial Fists. It was just going to be too bright, and that's that whole thing I talked about. You know where you talked about that stippling, um, the yes. dry brushing technique I was going to do. If it was a bright color, like when you see it sprayed, you can see marks and lines and dents and scuffs all across the hole from the like dodgy job of assembling it. And I was like, okay, if I do this as Imperial Fists, yeah, it's not going to look good. This isn't going to work for me. So I had to pivot my video then at that point to be like, okay, what am I going to do? The other Sons of Horus thing, or the other Imperial Fist Horus Heresy thing I was doing was Sons of Horus. And as I looked at the shelves with the two armies, I was like, there's actually five, six vehicles done for Imperial Fist as it is. And there's only two done for the Sons of Horus. It actually makes more sense yes. to do it for the Sons of Horus. I was like, okay. And the dark scheme um, with the, like, that dark aqua green will mm-hmm. cover up the all those marks beautifully. And then obviously I went about the whole process of painting it and I was delighted with how well the green did cover up the marks and dents and scuffs. I was like, okay, this, this, this is going to be something cool. I really like this. Um, and I tried to make it as simple as possible. Like, as you can see, when it got to the, like the canopy and cockpit stuff, I was like, nope. Yep. Just glue, paint over glue it. The clothes, spray it over it. And I'm just going to paint it. Who cares? And I don't need to see internal glow or whatever. Like most spaceships are going to have black screens anyway. Like, or blocking out UV rays and all that madness. Um, it's very unlikely that you're going to see inside the cockpit of a of a spaceship. Yeah, I um, always I always found that to be weird. I always like if you just think about I don't know Top Gear or Top Gear uh, Top Gun that just came out. Like in theory, if you're looking at that, there's so much reflection on the canopy. Mm-hmm. So surely it's just going to reflect the sky or the clouds, yeah. right? So I mean, yeah. even if you just painted it black and then like got some sponge out and did, did some cloud on it. It's probably more realistic than actually to see yeah. the guy inside. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, one of the things I used to do with things like on like uh, wave serpents and stuff like that mm-hmm. is you used to take those little like teardrop shape um, canopies. Yep. And I used to blue tack the outside of them completely. I used to spray them black on the inside. Yep, cool. And then put them back and then I glued them on from there. So you have the sheen of the clear plastic, but then the black on the inside and it made it look like a really cool visored thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was such a simple trick. It was great. Um, but then obviously I got it painted up. Um, I got the transfers I wanted on it. They were they were good. And then I added the weathering powder and stuff, which uh, all my sense of horror things. And people even like Chin was over my house filming the next battle report then Saturday, and he yep. was like, "What's the story with the the dust on the spaceship? Like, does that make sense?" And yeah, like, of course well, it does. 
It's in the clouds, right? It blows up. <laughs> it has to land somewhere, I guess. It has to refuel. Well, my the thing I told them think that the story that's around me is like my heresy armies are based on the siege. These are fighting on the planet. That nukes yep. are going off all day, every day. Everything is explosions. Everything is on fire. The atmosphere is burning. And th- I imagine this thing just strafing across no man's land, shooting and launching missiles at the wall and you know, delivering troops from X to what it's literally flying at 50 feet for the entire campaign of terror. Yeah. And uh, so it is going to be lanky and filthy and covered in dust and debris and stuff as it's like traveling along. Um, and I think it just, it just really worked well. I like it's on the shelf now with um, the rest of the Sons of Horror stuff I have done so far. I think mm-hmm. I took a picture of that and put that on Instagram and stuff. And like that's been like a thousand times. Like it's just one of those pictures I'm really proud of. Like the little Sons of Horror force that I have done so far. So, yeah, uh, no, it's just... it's it's a really cool little force. Um, I'm just curious about your. So I've never used the Artist Opus uh, yep. brushes, so I'm keen to understand. Well, I suppose everything about them. So I know nothing about them other than everyone raves about them. Um, tell me everything. Tell me, because I'm, again, I'm watching you stipple at the moment. So talk yeah. to me about what they're like to use, what they're like as a brush. How do you, I mean, one thing we haven't talked about yet that I am keen on is brush care. Yeah. So I am a, like, although I got sent the dry brushes for free from Byron, from Arisopus. So, you know, shout out to him, very kind of him to send me at those to, do a review and do some videos on that so take whatever i say about these brushes with that in mind and um, having said that i was an original kickstarter backer of artist of brushes so i have the first original set i believed in this product back in the day before i made any content or anything like that i thought they were beautiful they sounded amazing and the packaging was incredible with the beautiful cases that they come in oh, yep. just stunning for me um visuals that means a lot to me as well especially nowadays like if I have something nice, it's in my background, which people are seeing on Twitch or in videos and stuff. Do you know what I mean? So having stuff that I can show off is super important to me. Yep. As goes the dry brushes as a as a thing. So before I'd gotten them, people were saying they're amazing. But people were also saying, I'm saying incorrectly, that, oh, you can just buy makeup brushes and they're the same thing. And for years, I believed that. I was like, okay, maybe they are just makeup brushes like you can just buy makeup brushes and dry brush with them and stuff and it's great and people do do buy makeup brushes they go to pennies they buy a cheap pack of makeup brushes and they attempt to do the same thing yep. and for some of the effects that you can do with the artist opus brushes you can achieve with the makeup brush which is the dry brush effect sure having said that when i get something sent to me like that i want to make sure that i'm showing off what i got in the, the best like i don't want to be like this is my opinion, and then get absolutely slated in the comments, being like, well, you didn't do any of your research. You clearly don't know what you're doing. This and this and this and this and this is why the thing you did didn't work. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, yeah, you've got to do your due diligence and do some research. So I watched a bunch of videos from Byron on his channel. He has some the brushes. incredible videos on how yeah. to use these brushes. Yeah. And Yeah, for sure. So I watched some videos on him. Um, I watched a video of him painting an ATSD from Star Wars. And yep. then I watched a video of him painting the downed ATST from Star Wars. So that means he had like, because like painting an ATST is is a super easy thing to do with these kind of brushes because it's just mm-hmm. all gray and you do all the fading and stuff you wanted. And I was like, okay, that's like best case scenario for using these brushes. Of course, they're going to c- come across well just doing this. And then he did a video with a downed ATST, which is then you're doing that same thing, but then you're doing the ground, so there's browns and grays and how you like hit doing one without wrecking the other as you're going back and forth. So I watched that video, like incredibly educational. If you guys want to learn how to use those brushes, I thoroughly recommend 
I'm checking out Byron's page. The, uh, he's, he's a wizard. Um, but the thing that I learned the most about his videos, and this is why it's great that I watched them, because otherwise I would have dry brushed. And I am a very competent dry brusher. As you know, I paint fast on my channels. Therefore, I know how to do the fast techniques quite well. So yep. as goes applying washes or shades or dry brushing, I know what I'm doing. And then I watched him and I was like, he's not dry brushing at all. He's stippling. Yeah, he is, the, that's the is. technique I've seen you use a lot with them. It's really interesting. Yeah. And yeah, and like the more layers you put on, the more they kind of blend together and model together. And as you're doing them and the model's like six inches from your face, you're kind of like, is this looking nice? And then you just mm -hmm. go to like 12 inches from your face. And you're like, oh my God, that's so beautiful. Like it just works. And that's the thing that the makeup brushes can't do because the makeup brushes are super soft bristled. Yes, they're designed so they're for traditional dry tight. Yeah, so you can't stipple with a dry brush or with a makeup brush or just completely splay and give you horrible, like, stringy effects across your, your model. It won't, I don't believe it would work at all. And as goes the dry brushing with the art sofas, I have done nothing but stipple with them since I got them now. Once I learned that technique, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this on everything. So I've done big Imperial Fist vehicles, big Sons of Horus vehicles. I love it. I, like, honestly, yeah. I haven't been happier with, um, like, I don't think I would have gotten as good a result with any technique on that Sons of Horus flyer than using the Art Opus brushes. Because like I said, the model was super damaged. Though. It was scratched and scuffed and stuff. So I was starting to like apply contrast. All those scratches and dents would have screamed out. If I was doing like traditional brush layering, all mm -hmm. those um, scratches and scuffs would have shown up and I would have been like, I am so unhappy with this. This video is going to make me sad. And I'm going to get a million comments. But then I did this tippling with the Sons of Horus and I was like, I love this. This looks so good. <laughs> I am so happy with this. What a beast of a thing. Can't wait to put it on the table and play with it. Delight. And I think I own 90% of that to using those brushes for the stippling technique. I think the thing about the dry brush set as well is that there isn't really anything else like it. Like I thought the when the original brush set came out, they were just standard paintbrushes. And yes, they're nice, but they're just paintbrushes. Yeah. <clears throat> I can buy paintbrushes from 400 places. This is a tool that doesn't exist elsewhere from what I'm aware of. I mean, so it does exist now. They were the first ones to do it. Yes, of course. But like uh, Army Painter now have their set of brushes, which is the same general idea. They were the first, like they joined me on, they like they, they subscribed to me on YouTube. Like early on, oh, wow. I only had like 1,200, 1,500 subscribers or whatever. And they'd watched my Leaving Game Workshop video, remember? And I messaged me like, I'm out of super kind of you guys to follow me on YouTube, you're such a big thing and I'm such a small, but I appreciate it. Then they email me back. Let me know if you want anything to get yourself to get set up. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, it'd be super cool to do a video or stuff on your on your bits and pieces. And they're like, okay, what, what are your thoughts? And I have this idea of doing a, a video series, which is like, do paint brands matter kind of jobby. Yep. So I want to paint up a Cadian shock troop as a standard Cadian shock troop with every range of paints. Really good to idea. To see how close they all look and like what's the differences and applying them and smoothness and all that jazz. And then like mix them all up at the end and then like put them in a pile and be like, okay, guys, you tell me in the comments which one is Vallejo, which one is Army Painter, which one is GW. Can you pick out the differences now at the end? And I still have that plan. So I said that to them. I was like, I really want to paint up a Cadian shock troop. So I just need the kind of beiges and greens and stuff. And then they're like, yeah, cool, no problem. And they sent me out their mega paint set for war paints, their mega so paint set for air paints, sets the brushes, sprays, uh, wet palette. Like I was like, like being so young and being like in the channel series thing, like I only had like 1,500 subscribers, like I said. They yep. sent me like 600 euro worth of stuff. 
And that was a real like incredible up for me that early. I was like, oh, wow, OK, a company trusts me enough that they're willing to take that risk, sending me that much product. Yeah. What, you know what I mean? Like that meant a lot to me. So I'll be forever grateful for them for taking that like first chance on me. And they, they have an equivalent of these brushes. They were supposed to send me out that in that pack. So uh, I still have never actually tried the Iron Painter version of those brushes. Um, I think the thing that stands out to me the most about the um, Artist Opus brushes, though, is your willingness to use them. And I, I don't know if you said this to me last time and I included it or I didn't include it, but you've got this real thing where you're working on a project. You want to go from start to finish with the same brand where possible. So if yeah. you're doing, like if you're, if you're going to do Army Painter stuff, you're going to work with Army Painter from basically yeah. spray up, right? That's, that's yeah. your, you don't do that with Artist Opus. You're very happy to just pick that up and use that as a tool the way someone would with an airbrush or, you know, something yeah. else. So um, my reasoning for that is that whole idea of, like I talk about uh, a video, a YouTube video can only be three things. It can be educational, entertainment, or inspirational. I think any video for hobby can only fit into those three things. Okay. Um, and I aim most of my videos to be educational. I want to teach you guys how to do this. And I can see in the background of the video, you also have the texture palettes that they have, which is... Yes. It's a seriously weird idea when you don't know what it is. And then it's like just to remove paint from your brush, right? Yeah, it's a thing that I've been doing for years without realizing that I've been using my yes. own texture palette. Um, and I use my spray board because my spray board has been sprayed on so many times that it has a gnarly texture to it. So yeah. when I'm trying to scrape paint off to dry brush. That's what I go to. It's sitting on my lap and I'm just wiping away and going for it. And I just think people who are like, just wipe it off in a bit of tissue. I'm like, okay, if I'm dry brushing for an hour, I'm going to use an entire roll, the kitchen roll. Oh, that's so, so wasteful. Yeah. Um, like, why, why would you do that when you just dry brush a board like it? <laughs> I don't understand that. So I, I I detest the concept of using a bit of tissue. I just think it's super wasteful. Yeah. Um, Other than the texture pad, which obviously is just there to remove paint from them. Is there anything yeah. else about them that's different to use? Is there anything that like you do that's... Yeah. They have their, their moisture pad. Okay. I don't know what that is. Yeah. So dry brushes aren't supposed to be dry when you're using them. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I'm learning loads today, Andy. This, this is, is your crazy. brain sore? Yeah, I didn't know this either. That's one of the main reasons I went to Byron's videos is because he was like this, like when he sent me the video, or the emails back and forth, he was like, I'll send you this and this and this. I'm going to send you the pad thing as well. It's super important. And I was like, okay, he said it's super important. I better figure out why it's super important. Um, so I watched his videos and he talks about the idea, like if you've ever been dry brushing and the paint has been coming off as a cloud, as a dust, which we've all done. Absolutely. Yeah, it's too dry. It shouldn't be dry. The dry brush shouldn't be dry. And I'm like, what the hell is this? So it's this tiny little, like... Tiny yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. It's like, what, like size of a two-euro coin? Two, yeah, two-euro coin. That's it. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how you moisten it is you dip the back half of your brush, so the back end of your brush, not the bristles, into a pot of water, and then you put that drop into the moisture pad and then rub it in. And then he's like, then you press your finger to it and lift it off. If your finger is like, if there's a sheen of moisture, but no droplets, it's perfect. If there's a droplet, it's too much water in it. If there's no sheen, it's too dry. And it literally has to like basically massage into the bristles. So your bristles are, are moist, not bone dry, not cracking. Or, it's just to bring it back like, from that desert that you've created. Yeah, you don't want your like paint to go into such dry texture. And then like that's how that really smooth sipping effect is happening. 
if you're doing it completely dry, you're not going to get that same kind of texture. And um, so that is the, like out of everything, learn to use that is the key to unlocking the magic of those brushes. And it's the biggest thing that I struggled with because it's something that I just have never done. When he's like, you stipple. Okay, I know I stipple. But like my brain doesn't go, okay, order of operation is to moisten my brush, dry brush. Yeah. Get some paint, dry it off, dry brush the model or stipple them on or whatever. Like because I've been doing it for years as load brush, scrape off, make sure, test a bit on my hand to make sure there's like not a lot on, apply mm-hmm. to model. So adding that extra step in, I got constantly on that to keep reminding myself to do it. But then again, today I was using a normal dry brush to dry brush the cape, the school cape on school taker that I'm painting up. And yep, the same thing happened. I was like dry brushing off. I saw a little bit of the dust and then suddenly it settled into some of the recesses and because it's like a bone color on red skin. You can start to see it everywhere. And you're like, oh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. nice. I'm not supposed to have dry dry brush. <laughs> I should really remember this. It's not like this guy built a whole business and a company and a brand around this thing. But you know, it's it's such a mad idea, but when you explain it, it's it's obvious, right? Thank you.